It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm screwed for Welcome, fellow Upflanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. This is the start of the week, so that means we're coming to you live from Little Italy. I don't know who's in which place. I think since we started with the New York Minute with T. Davis, I think he's in New York and B-Dags in Fresno, Little Italy. I guess we'll have to get clarification from the guys on that. Uh, we'll, we'll find out sooner or later. But yes, you are listening to the Opix podcast. A uh, lot going on this week. And T. Davis and B. Dag will get you through what you need to know to get through these Manhattan collections that are going to be released throughout the week. As always, the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Opix podcast are those solely of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B. Dag, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We are not employed by, employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And I guess I could spin some people up. Now, we'll, we'll save that one. We, we won't spin it up. Uh, they do got a great show for you tonight. Um, they'll be going over the collection finale, the three waves in Manhattan and give you their opinions. They'll cover their speculations, what they're projecting and if they're exclusive, rare, standard, limited, um, and it's pie day three fourteen. So B Dag and T Davis do record this episode Sunday night into Monday night and they stay up late to do it, to bring you this exciting episode each and every week. So we do appreciate them putting in that time and dedication. And they always have the scouting report. So I'll get you guys right into it. T. Davis, take it away, my friend. Thank you, Too Stupid, and welcome listeners to the UPX podcast featuring myself, T. Davis, and, of course, B-Dag. How you doing today, hey, B-Dag? Hey, I'm doing okay. Had uh, had an IRL issue with a brand new toilet and a brand new floor, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry to hear I'll that, take, man. I'll take it up with this old house or this new house or one of those. Yeah, well, you know, case sera, sera. So how was our week in Upland? Hey, it was, I'll be honest, uh, this whole thing with the floor and the toilet and leading up to it and then everything exploding kind of had me busy the whole week. So I'm a little out of touch this week I, uh, didn't didn't we have like some brooklyn come out or something yeah we sure did we uh yeah that's right had the full release since our last podcast and uh the collections of course were released for brooklyn and all went relatively quickly um how did you do with brooklyn collections I did better than the first release. I got a few more properties to fill some collections, but it still was, it wasn't the Brooklyn burn, but it was kind of a Brooklyn flame out, I guess we'll call it. It, it went out. Okay. But they said, Hey, we're releasing this set. Now we're releasing this set. Now we're releasing this set. And so here we are, we've been using up sends to go mint properties and I'm still hovering over a property just waiting waiting, waiting, 
like, come on, this should have released already. It's bigger than 5,000 uh, Upics and, and it's in the collection. What's going on? So I reached out and I said, Hey, uh, you know, I reached out to one of the, one of the team said, Hey, what's going on? This property is still not unlocked. And they're like, Oh, Oh, which is it? Okay. Yeah. And then they put an announcement out. Hey, we had a minor issue. We're going to be releasing the rest of the properties. Right. Yeah. Okay. They released them. Guess what? My property I was hovering still didn't unlock and my tail was getting finer and finer and, and fading. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, what's the deal here? This still hasn't unlocked. Oh, hey, it looks like we missed 81 properties. Now, you know, if, if any of the team listens to this podcast, which I'm sure you all do, I'm not calling you out specifically because I never want to shoot the messenger, but I don't know. It's just, it was, it was better release, but I still think it needed to be polished up more because it was a stutter stop, stutter stop, stutter stop. And I was checking in the discord as well and the general, and there was uh, what else was there? I don't know. A couple of the channels were just getting unhinged, absolutely unhinged, which is unfortunate for a lot of new players, but over the week, it seems like everything smoothed out okay. So I'm glad for that at least. Uh, it seems like they're still working on how to do releases. Uh, this was less an issue about blockchain stuff and mainnet stuff and you know other techie talk. Uh, more an issue about just fumbling. You know, somebody not not check checking exactly all the properties that should have been released. So this was more a human error thing, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I think that it went pretty well. Um, right. For despite, sure. Despite those little hiccups and honestly, whether it was human error or it was technical error um, overall, I, I feel it was pretty good. And I, and I did okay with properties. I didn't yeah. get what I, what I wanted to get. You know, I made the mistake of going over to Dumbo and going too late and yeah that was a killer looking off like the the second time they released the dumbos uh, like an idiot i looked away from the screen and that was when they turned green and you can't like yeah. you can't let that happen you have to be you have to be ready no, and on it you can't freaking blink no but i i did i did have one win and, and you'll probably like this because you know exactly how this happened so if you remember yeah. back when manhattan released and there was this broadway collection property that was out by hudson by the hudson river right yeah it, way it, off course it New was York way was, out of yep it wasn't on broadway at all right. but it had a broadway address and it was right. counted as a collection because that and that was, was a New York GIS data. That was official data that went wrong. Upland, that wasn't their fault. Right, right. So so knowing that, that that happened in the past, and for any of our listeners that didn't know that this happened with Manhattan, I can tell you for a fact it happened again with Brooklyn. And yeah. I found a nice little pocket of Bay Parkway properties that no were hidden, hidden over. So if you go over to... Uh, Eight, the 8600 block of Bay 16th Street. Like I'm looking yeah. at one of the addresses. is 8621 Bay 16th Street. Bay 16. By, that's like, that's almost a mile away. Right. Yeah. And so if you look at 8621 Bay 16th Street, it's owned by D-Rob 92, 395. Look at that large property next to it. Click on yeah. that and see who owns that. 
and you'll see that it's 8609 Bay Parkway, number 16. Uh, hang on, I'm looking here. 80. Hey, I've heard of that guy before. Yeah. He owns some stuff in Little Italy. Yeah, and I was able to uh, get five Bay Parkways not on Bay Parkway, which, I mean, that was the only, that's my only win out of all of Brooklyn collections. Like, I did miserable with everything else. And I was over there with a couple of the other, you know, veteran players. I was fighting the turbo yeah. for, for these. And I think Wally Bala was over there as well. And, um, yeah, we were clicking on every single property, checking the address and moving on to the next, just going up and down the block. And, uh, wow, yeah, you are was, the shiz, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it's a it's a fun success story and like you said this had nothing to do with upland so don't get mad at them for right. this this was new york gis data that is incorrect it pulled in wrong and it just so happened that uh, a few players got you know lucky that they were searching around on the map for it yeah i find a few more in here too that's well done. Base 16th, right around 85, 86. Yeah. Yep. So knowing this, right, when they release the Bronx and Queens and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know the collections in advance, know that New York GIS data is not always accurate. And there's a possibility that a street will, a street property or address will be misplaced and put somewhere where it doesn't belong. Nice. All right. Well, so what do we got coming up? Speaking of collections, what do, what do we have coming up this next week? This is exciting. In fact, as we are recording this late Sunday night, the first one is going to drop in just uh, not even 12 hours. It's going to drop in about 10 hours from now. So this will have already dropped by the time you hear this podcast, but the rest of Manhattan collections are coming out. And that's very Finally, exciting. We've been, yeah, we've been waiting for those for a while. So on Monday, I, uh, this is all Pacific. Oh, crap. It's now Pacific Daylight Time. Okay, guys, across the world, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of places have this daylight savings thing, right? Okay. We do, too, except for like two states in the U.S., which makes it even more fun. But <laughs> California, where Upland is based, and that's what all the times are based off of as far as the PT, the, the Pacific Time. So it's going to be at 9 a.m. However, right now, uh, Pacific time just went to UTC minus nine. We've been UTC minus eight, but we're going to be UTC minus nine. And my understanding is that Great Britain's going to have their own summertime coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll mm. go back to UTC minus eight. But for now, uh, if, if it makes it any easier, at UTC minus nine uh, is is going to be the Pacific time. So take whatever time you are related to UTC, move it to zero, and then subtract another nine. Just pay attention to that. You can reach right, out to yeah. me if you want to know what the current time is in Pacific. It's easy enough for me to do that for you. So on Monday morning here, they're going to release three or four collections. There's 11 left to reveal, they said. Yep. And that's going to be uh, they're going to do that in three waves. So that's going to be, depending on how they break it up, three to four collections per wave. Now, what I really appreciate about this is that they have varied the times around the clock so that uh, it's fair. You can't see me doing the air quotes. I hate I hate <laughs> fair. fair. Fair is where you go to see the cows, but that way it's fair to the rest of the world. So 9 a.m. here, 
So what is that going to be? If I'm minus nine, then uh, add another nine. That's like 6 p.m. Uh, in Greenwich Mean Time. So then the next wave is two days later, March 17th, oh, 5 a.m. Wow. I just oh. noticed that. Yeah, 5 a.m. They changed that. Yeah, It was going to be a little more reasonable for Pacific time. I'm not up at 5 a.m., so good luck, good luck, y'all. This is going to be about 2 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And then two days later on March 19th, so we got Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So Friday morning, or if I'm going to stay up Thursday very, very late, which I don't recommend anymore, not at my age, I'm not in my 20s, huh. then it's going to be 2 a.m., which would be... Yeah, I just lost the math on this. Four, I was at, what did I say? The 2 p.m.? It's at like 11 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, I think. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. The 11 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. So these are when the collections are going to drop. Like I said, there will be three or four collections in each wave. So expect, uh, expect to be surprised, I'm going to say, with Manhattan, because I have already been surprised by what's come out. Uh, before any collections came out, I looked at the whole spread of San Francisco and Fresno. And then when Brooklyn came out, New York, had uh, Manhattan, there were already collections released by the time Brooklyn came out. But then I, I looked at the spread of Brooklyn properties. I mean, I'm sorry, the Brooklyn collections to try to make estimates on what was going to come out in Manhattan. So I've got this whole chart of, you know, the standards, how many standards and how many limiteds and how they align with how much, you know, which streets and which neighborhood collections and venue collections and I'm trying to make predictions on this. And so far, the actual kind of lines up with the projected, but that's partly because only half the collections have been released. Already, uh, they have released more venues in Manhattan than anywhere else, even, even by a percentage. And do you think there are going to be any more this week? You know, I think you could easily release 25 Manhattan venue collections alone. Right. Yeah, you could. So I don't see any reason why there shouldn't be more, but what that's going to mean is, you know, ugh, how do you cut back on the neighborhoods too? You could release 25 neighborhood collections. I think the street collections are probably going to suffer for count in New York. So for street collections, what do we have? We have Wall Street and Broadway. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people say maybe Fifth Avenue would be a good one. I don't know. Fifth Avenue doubles up a lot with Parkview. So well, be a and here's why I, I like Fifth Ave. Because yeah. it's been sold out for a while now. Sure. It, in, well, a while in relative of, of Upland time, which so it's been sold out for about a month, maybe a month and a half, something like that. Yeah. And the Fifth Ave collection in Brooklyn is sort of unremarkable for a street. I mean, I, I know that there's been some development in, in real life Fifth Ave Brooklyn is what I'm talking about. There's right. been some development there and some gentrification and some, you know, some money move into that area and it's been built up to be, you know, a, a tourist and shopping destination while you're there in Brooklyn, but it doesn't has nothing like the you know, 200 years of history that the Manhattan Fifth Ave has. And so you I, think the fact that they're releasing a Fifth Avenue Brooklyn collection is maybe sort of an omen of what's going to happen. In I, Manhattan. I think it's more than that. I think it's by design because mm. Fulton Street also 
to me is unspectacular and unremarkable in yeah, Brooklyn. And I think that they might be thinking of a multi-city collection. Whoa, how meta. Right. And because you have a collection. Yeah. Like an ultra rare collection, multi-city Fultons where you have a Fulton in Fresno, you have a Brooklyn Fulton and you have a financial district, New York Fulton all between rare, you know, you have a rare and exclusive and a, and a limited in there. It just seems like it kind of makes sense. Right. And then you, sure, you okay. put the three of them together and it, it turns it into an ultra rare collection. Yeah. And of I, course there's a Fulton in San Francisco, but it doesn't actually hit any collections. It, well, it, it doesn't, we, we did mention it happens to go through the panhandle, which has an early advantage on a neighborhood sure. development score collection, whether that, you know, materializes is another question and a much deeper conversation to have for another time. But if we're looking at the ones that exist now, we, the Fulton collection could be, could be a thing. The fifth Ave could be, you know, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and then, you know, do, do I need to go back to San Francisco and mint some fifth abs? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a good point. I would, I was thinking it would be all, all New York. That's a really oh, good that could, point. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if all the fifth Ave in San Francisco is sold out also. No, there's a lot of them. I just looked. Uh, okay. And Fulton would be pretty unremarkable, but well, Fulton's pretty much, I mean, uh, Fresno is pretty much sold out. So yeah. Right. I'm right, just right. going to say Fifth Avenue sold out, but that would be interesting. A Fifth Avenue in Manhattan and right, Queens right. and Bronx and Brooklyn and Staten Island. Although Staten Island, do they even have any numbered Avs in there? It's like all That's name stuff. Question. I, I yeah. Know. I, I looked a while ago. I don't think they got any numbers. For that reason, for those reasons, I feel like Fifth Avenue in Manhattan is going to be a lock. And I'm also okay. pretty bullish on Park Ave. Absolutely as is our good friend Brett Gerber, who's the Park Ave kingpin at this point. He owns half of them, right? Close. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it were getting close to half of them. He's yeah. got a lot. Yes, I think Park Ave is an absolute. A, yes, that's 100%. I'm going to say that. It's 100%. Ooh. If it if it's not a collection, what, uh, what do I got to do? <laughs> Uh, that's a great question. Let's oh, let our okay. listeners decide that. Ha have sure. them, you guys, DM me with uh, your suggestions <laughs> on what we need to uh, the penalty for B Dag if Park Ave isn't a collection. And you know what? I'll even even this one up and I'll say that if Tribeca isn't a collection, that uh, I will Ooh. also suffer the wrath of the community in some form or fashion, and we'll have to figure out what it is, what penalty, what embarrassing thing we'll have to do. Maybe a tattoo on your chest and try back a fail. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't know we're that into the game. Yeah. Getting penalty tattoos over it. So, um, we, You know, there's, uh, as far as the streets go, I just don't know what else is really remarkable about Manhattan. I mean, I've been kind of bullish on Houston just because it sort of separates wait, the old city street? from the new city. Houston. I, I've never heard of Houston. I know That's because you're from Texas. You think it's Houston. I know there's a Houston. Yeah. No, trust me, man. This is Houston. And they have a couple of neighborhoods that are south of Houston and north of Houston. 
Yep. AKA Soho, Noho, Soho Noho, but I don't know anything about any house, didn't it? That's the oh. first time I've ever heard that word. All right. Well, I'm right. <laughs> so we'll go with that. For sake of time, we'll just say I'm right. Yeah. Um, like Broadway, Park Avenue, Fifth Avenue, they all go uh, parallel to the to the island. They're all long, 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 long streets. So even if Park Avenue comes up, I don't think it's going to be any more than an exclusive. Uh, you know, Broadway was a limited, right? Or yes, was it a standard? Correct. Limited. Yeah. So Park and Fifth are both shorter than Broadway. They're going to probably be exclusives. Uh, yeah, we haven't gotten town. any standards, and we got the New right. Yorker, and that's it. I expected Harlem and East Harlem to be bundled as a standard, but that got shot out of the water. Right. So maybe we're not going to get any. Maybe Manhattan yeah, I don't know. is limited enough. Right. It, yeah, it could be. It could be a lot of higher-end collections. So as far as crosstown streets go, other than Houston, everything is pretty much numbered and insignificant i might put a little bit of weight on 42nd street uh, because that's a pretty significant not in name but just the fact that it you know all the neighborhoods it runs through and the grand central station is there yeah agreed uh but other than that i mean i don't know do you have any other yeah i do street I, predictions yeah i do i went in pretty heavy on alphabet city uh, That's right, you did. AKA Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C, and Avenue D. And right. Looking at them, I think that they could, I, I don't know that they would be one of each. I think you could make up for that huge difference in how many are missing uh, so like the streets what? by doing each one, by, by giving it you know, A and B as a limited and C as an exclusive and, and D as a rare or something like that. That's think, a lot of, that's a lot of slots used up for four right. streets all right there on the East end, East village. Yeah. So what, yeah, you're right. That is a lot of slots, but I could, I guess I could see four. I could see that. And I, I can also see it being one of each that, that would be, that would be new and something that we haven't seen before. Right. Yeah. It would set a precedent of your collection, not just being based on a single street ID, but they would have to say, well, you'd have to program it somehow. One of this street ID and one of this street ID. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The logic involved for that would be pretty complex. Right. So I did go, I did buy four on each street and. Oh, put, wow. Put, yeah. I, I Covering your bases. Okay. And so I'm hoping for that. And if right. not, then I just have a bunch of properties in East Village. Well, and I think that's a good call too. East Village, uh, you know, I New Yorkers tend to set uh, the citizens tend to set the boundaries more than the uh, the city does. Even though their the neighborhood data was brought in from city data, it's still kind of it's not official official. If you know what I'm saying, right. so. The whole Greenwich Village, but also West Village, but also East Village, those lines are pretty fuzzy. But I think if we're going by what Upland says it is, because we know there was a little debacle with Harlem a few weeks ago. Right. If we go by what Upland says it is, I think picking up those properties in East Village is also a good double up of speculation. I think East Village and or Greenwich Village and or West Village have a decent shot at being a neighborhood collection. 
Right. So, well, what did we what did we learn today before the podcast? The announcement that was made by Block Unchained and the Discord. And I guess uh, I could read that back here. Yeah. So the highlight of that was most collections revealed this week will be sold out or nearly sold out. And the remaining unminted properties will mostly be expensive ones. So, so what do you think mostly means as far as sold out? I mean, nearly sold out or nearly sold out. You think that's more than 50%? Well, so when you just said East Village and that has about 1,100 unminted properties. So that doesn't okay. seem to me like no, it fits you're right. any one of those criteria, unfortunately. And if we're Greenwich. looking at Greenwich has 320 or so unminted left. So I, would you consider that almost sold out? I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think. Looking at the map, it still looks gray enough. Right. That, that right. doesn't strike me as nearly. Same with West Village. West Village is even grayer. And so the only way that any of these criteria are met would be the remaining unminted will be expensive. And we know that when they lock these for the hour after they announce what it is, they'll right. be, that's when they'll be adjusting the mint prices. And I just, I don't see an entire neighborhood like East Village being exclusive because it's really not it has let me see how many over 2100 almost 2200 properties and there just really isn't too much exclusive about that all right okay fair point your tribeca on the other hand yeah the bottom's been bought out pretty well what's the cheapest property there now seventy or eighty thousand over a hundred wow okay i think it was up closer to 110 i went from so i have 11 tribeca and then i realized like what a stupid number to have because if it's a three property collection i will be one short of having four full collections and if it's a four property collection i'll be one short of having three full collections and so <laughs> okay why don't i have that and then i i took the the train to manhattan because i was going to go by number 12 and then once i saw what the floor was i changed my mind and i am not going to drop over a hundred k i mean i should and who knows maybe by the time this is published I'll have succumbed to FOMO and made yeah. made the purchase, but I don't know, man. I I'm not concerned with these times on these releases because I feel right. like I've made my bed and let the cards fall as they may. You know? Well, the nice thing about knowing the time releases is when they revealed the very first collections. On mere speculation, I was hovering Little Italy. I'd found a couple properties that were reasonably priced still, and as oh, soon as right. they announced that Little Italy was a collection. Bam, I bought uh, a second market property for 39000 And, you know, those are going for 200 minimum now. Right. And you know what? The, 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 the good thing to, I guess, point out to our listeners, which they also mentioned in, mentioned in that announcement that I just read out, and I, and I believe I saw it in the app also, but they recommend that you take your properties yes. off of listing. So if you're listening to this and all of the collections haven't been revealed yet, you probably want to go through and just there, there's no 
I, I don't feel like during these this collection reveal, like just take the 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 time off from selling because the only bad things are going to happen really, right? Or, you know, just unlist everything in New York and relist it once they're done. Because, you know, I'm doing that right now in Chinatown. I'm yeah, pulling a couple listings because that you know I I've done that also. I did that on a Broadway property. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a Broadway and a Skyline mm. also. Nice. So I don't recommend keeping it listed because people are fast with clicking. People are fast with data. And yep. if you have a property listed under what is the now new floor for that or what should be the new floor for that collection, it's going to get sniped up and you'll be upset about it right any other neighborhoods you think could be contenders well i you know honestly neighborhoods I, not venues yeah i not re like chinatown maybe but not like i i don't know yeah i'm not I, feeling it but at least i have my broadways are there yeah i have four in chinatown just in case right but there's and like, and I can make this this case in my head. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously it's going to be. It wasn't in Fresno. It wasn't in San Francisco. So they have to make it in New. You know, Chinatown, New York, is the most famous, or arguably the most famous Chinatown. But then I I start talking myself back out of it by saying, yeah. well, they didn't make it a collection in San Francisco, and they didn't in Fresno. So why would they? do it in New York and it's right next to Soho in little Italy that, and I, I know that that's not a, that wouldn't be a reason because there's plenty of other examples in San Francisco. I think Knob Hill, you know, Knob Hill, Russian Hill, Pacific Heights are pretty bundled together. Yeah. Right. So we could possibly see that again with, you know, you have little Italy and Soho right there, both exclusive. And, but you've and, also got Tribeca, which you're hot on right there right, too. Right. And so do we. And financial do, district. So man, that would be a serious bundle of neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. I guess sure would. we'll see how they think. And if they were going, you know, maybe, maybe the, the Southern tip of New York is just like the Northern area of San Francisco. And that's where you're going to, you know, see your exclusive and, limited and possibly even a rare neighborhood i, I right. think that we do we have a we don't have a rare neighborhood in in fresno we have a rare street right and uh, we have a, a rare custom but we don't have fresno a is yeah fulton street and downtown murals so that's a street and a venue as a rare right. But then in Brooklyn and in San Francisco, we have rare neighbor neighborhoods. So uh, just one in San Francisco, that's a financial district. Right, right, right. And, and then obviously Dumbo. And Dumbo, right, is another rare neighborhood. Well, and you know, I bought all those Houstons in Lower East Side because Lower East Side really was a key part of New York's immigration history. That's where a lot of people landed after they came through Ellis Island. But again, right by Chinatown, right by Little Italy, right by Soho and Tribeca. So I think it's kind of a crapshoot, which of these neighborhoods is going to become a collection and where are they going to try to spread out a little 
to the you know midtown or or north end right well i i think that there's going to be a few more customs i i, I really do i think I, you're I, right i remember when i joined upland back in august that they were announcing the uh you know manhattan was getting ready to open and i know thank me later had just won whatever uh in-game challenge to guarantee right. himself the genesis property in new, in new york and this was like when i first started and they were doing a a tour i i believe and I, I distinctly remember this because it was New York pizza places in San Francisco was part of the tour. And so right. they gave you a trivia question, I think, and then you had to go look up to find which San Francisco, New York style pizzeria place they were talking about. And yeah. I remember I bought two that were unminted back then. And so I don't know if like you gotta you gotta you gotta think they knew what the New York collections were back then. Right. We didn't. Right. We hadn't, you know, even sent our block explorers on a plane yet. And yeah. uh it just makes me think that maybe that was a little foreshadowing and there are some famous new york pizza places that are going to be part of a collection or uh i think you've said bagel shops before i'm big on bagel shops that everything i minted on houston that i could find i made sure it was a bagel shop and i think i picked up one in tribeca and one or two bagel shops in chelsea as well right i think there's going to be a uh new york iconic Collection, you got to, yeah. Collection, yeah. right? Because I'm looking at a, I'm looking at just so happens I'm hovered over Hotel Chelsea, which is you know that's a, a world famous hotel, and there's other non landmark but yet still world famous locations in New York, and I and I think that we might see something like that also which mm. I'm real. I'm really looking forward to like as, as fun as this has been. And it's been a lot of fun over the last three months. Like I'm going to be sort of sad to see it go. Yeah. Because the way the game has progressed right now there, like once they announce all of these, if there are any listed for sale that aren't is an astronomical, like they're definitely getting bought up immediately. And if by chance any of them are unminted, like you're, you're not going to stand a chance at those. They're going to get minted relatively quickly. Right. And, you know, and then after that, it's really what, what, what you've been able to accrue up until this point. And yeah. Also, right. So we're going to need something else to do. Right. <laughs> right. And then what, but well, the, I, you know what, that's, it might be a good time to segue into um, what was announced for uh some upland members have found out that they were accepted into the business beta and right. i know that uh my good buddy b dag was one of those people so yeah congratulations my friend all uh, right you were you had submitted for um a decor shop is that correct yeah that's right yeah man 
And, and I'm uh, not the only one who struck it either. I heard this guy, Tete Davis, uh, <laughs> made the list. Yeah, he did. He applied for a, a block explorer shop that he's pretty nice. excited about. And him and Chica86 will be uh, running a true two-name mom-and-pop shop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. And Upland. And... Uh, Cool, yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, if you know, knowing that San Francisco and Fresno are both options for the business beta, right. I don't think anybody has any question or wonder where that Block Explorer shop might end up. And uh, which reminds Chinatown, me. San Francisco, right? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, no, no oh. definitely not. Uh, no, yeah. man, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up to the challenge of opening it and. Uh, in Fresno, in Little Italy, Fresno, and what's known as the TD Compound. Right at yeah, I think we're going to be close to neighbors there with our shops. Yeah, which will be exciting, especially as property uh, well, property development will have to roll out before that. And so it'll be really fun to see how that neighborhood can come together to, to support the businesses that will be moving in and, um, you know, see what we can get built there. It'll be good. It's still the properties are still up from the sandbox finale, and yeah, uh, they are. It's kind of cool seeing it all built out. Well, yeah. partly built out, but well, built out enough. Well, Fresno has been like it, it hasn't stopped. I mean, we've had other stuff going on with Brooklyn, and, and like I found this out before Brooklyn released. I was looking to get a little more spending upics, so I had just took a peek at the floor at the time. And I think it was like a shade under 2,800 Upix. So I listed wow. a few prop. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, so I listed a few properties right right at the floor. And, and I'm telling you, man, I listed like 10 of them for sale. And by the time I got to number eight, nine, one, and two had already sold. Whoa. And all of them sold in a matter of minutes, if that. Fresno's hot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. So the floor right now, thankfully, we have Ben sixty eight uh, keeping the floor reasonable. He jokes about that, and uh, yeah, he's just buying them up to keep the floor high. Well, you know, he's he has a ton of properties, and I guess he always has stacked his Fresno collection just in general. And yeah, he's listing at his. You know the number that always ends in eight. So he's got them all. The floor down to twenty seven forty eight right now. Okay, which isn't terrible because when I look at the numbers that I pulled for the last week, we were looking at a average out of two thousand. And hold on, where did my numbers go? I'm looking at the wrong, wrong week. Out of two thousand and eighty eight total sales. We had an average of 5,200 upics per sale. So there were some pretty, obviously, pretty big purchases that are, are always going to bring the average up. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. But our median, which is the number right in the middle of the data set, and our, our mode, the number that appears most frequently in the data set, they were, they were identical. It was 3,000 upics. Okay. Which is... That's it's kind of crazy. So I'm glad that 
Ben single-handedly pulled the floor back down. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you think about a 3,000 OPEX average and floor and most common sales price point for Fresno? I don't think it bothers me at all. I think what I came to realize that I maybe said last episode was that Fresno as a satellite of San Francisco was great for newbies to get their starts because it was cheap, but because it is a satellite of San Francisco and it is the same market and it's going to have property development and all the other goodies that San Francisco has, it still gives it a lot of appeal. And while San Francisco has kind of run away, what's the floor in San Francisco, six, 7,000, something like that. Fresno is still affordable and it still gives you all the benefits of San Francisco. So uh, I'm not surprised the floor just continues to rise. Yeah, the floor in San Francisco is just under 6K right now. Right, yeah, 5939. And so Fresno is your cheap alternative. Yeah, that's crazy, uh, man. You know, it only takes 20 minutes on the train to get over to San Francisco for any events that happen to be going on. Right. And I think this is what the developers said when they brought out Fresno, is that it would be that satellite city that would give you the benefits of San Francisco without the price tag of San Francisco. Right. And do so, you remember, do you remember the, like, I feel like the floor of San Francisco has not moved at the same rate. I mean, I know it hasn't at, as, at the same rate as Fresno and Manhattan. It's no San Francisco seems to have kind of slowed and cooled for a while. Manhattan and then Brooklyn are really taking a lot of the limelight right now. Yeah, they sure are. And I don't know if that's just the flavor of the week or what the deal is, but I mean, and it's not just, I mean, Fresno is like we just said, it's almost a 3000 upix floor there. That's That's insane. When you think about where it started, right. You know, a couple months ago or maybe a little longer than that it was we were talking about 12 and 1300 our first episode it was 949 was the floor yeah and so that tripled and i wish i would have put the data for to just to compare the the difference in san francisco and manhattan and how they're moving it's pretty clear that the uh, cities other than San Francisco are, are moving at a much faster rate as far as you know the the values or the perceived values of them. But San Francisco will always be the Genesis city. Right, and I believe too, and I'm going to make another prediction, though I'm not going to stake anything on it, is that once the collections are revealed in Manhattan and once the frenzy of everybody getting their set or trying to get their set in those collections has happened... Now that Brooklyn collections are fairly well minted out, I think you'll start to see a little more interest in San Francisco again. Well, do you know what happened in San Francisco? Speaking of collections in this last week, I I believe Pacific Heights sold out. That's right. Pretty hot on the heels of Mission selling out too. Yeah. And so now there's only one collection left, and I saw a little bit of chatter about it in Discord uh, either earlier today or yesterday about why is Sunset still mintable. Yeah. Inner Sunset sold out a month and a half or two months ago. Right, right. And but and the answer is just how many properties there are. There's a ton. It's huge. Yeah, just a ton of properties 
in those two neighborhoods that comprise the collection inner sunset looks to be maybe like a, a fifth of the size of what outer sunset is about that yeah and a lot of the cheap properties in outer sunset have already been taken so just zooming in a random location the smallest property i can find is 7800 epics in outer sunset right which isn't you know that's not going to be a starting upix balance purchase no you're gonna have no to not at all but that is somewhat in line with mission district maybe a little cheaper because most of the rest of these properties still don't even break ten thousand. there are some bigger ones that do but the average property in outer sunset is going to be around eight to nine thousand right yeah i went i got a little fomo when pack heights i was in San Francisco, because uh, I had done the, uh, the the latest tour that uh, I actually had a pro property featured in. Uh, it was part of the tour, man. Those visits okay. are, are pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I made like 10,000 upics. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's 30 upics visit fee. That's how many people are wow. taking part in these tours and in the game and playing. It's nuts, man. It really is. And... Uh, while I was there, I saw that Pacific Heights was, you know, getting close to selling out. And uh, I picked up some extras. I have more than just the collection for Pacific Heights. So oh, I, didn't, good. I didn't spend the 40K to get uh, a couple more, but I did pop over to Outer Sunset and I minted a few there just so that I can say that I have more than the collection there also. I've given quite a few of them away over over time. And uh I was down to just the three. I didn't even realize that I had uh, you know reduced myself to this the bare minimum. So Oh yeah. I built myself enough of a treasure hunt net around there and that's about it. I've got ten properties now they're sunset. Right. But maybe I should go in for a bunch more after the Manhattan collections drop and build up a little bit of a, a little bit of a nest egg. Yeah, that's what I would suggest for. Yeah, if you uh, are done in Manhattan and looking for a collection to buy, Outer Sunset, go knock that out. Right. So, oh, you know what else we uh, didn't mention today is Pi Day, man. Pi Day. <laughs> I like it was Friday. Uh, we're past midnight now, but uh, uh I still got started. 30 minutes here. Oh, I like I like key lime, please. Thank you. Yeah, man. 314 Pi Day. So for all you math nerds out there, I made sure to mention it on the podcast. And if you're really a nerd, you will celebrate it at 159 p.m. local time because Pi is 3.14159. There you go. There you go. I never heard that. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, us math nerds. We know these things. Chica's a math nerd. That's who I always defer to. That's why she's always go. winning that uh, the people's champ. She's got some uh, math stuff that she does that gives her uh, an advantage over. She's a freaking wizard. That's what she is. Exactly. So what else do we have for our listeners? We have some sad news. What's that? Oh, what? yeah, man. It is sad news. You're, yeah. You're going to talk about uh, Daily Uplander. I don't want to talk about you? it. <laughs> yeah, Daily Uplander slash Upland Data. Right, yeah. I 
heard of that secondhand from the community. Somebody mentioned it, and uh, I went to the website and I saw the big red banner. Yeah, and uh, so I reached out to MG to ask, and it's for anybody who's curious, it's exactly what it says there for personal reasons at the end of the month that they will be closing doors and referred people to Upix World. Right. Now, not that I have a problem with Upix World. That's not what I'm sad. I'm, I'm sad because having more than one option is always a good thing. It forces improvement and competition. And both those sites have grown a lot in the last several months that uh, they've been active together. Right, right. Well, uh, I'm sure that somebody will fill in that void. Oh, for sure. At some point, because that's just the nature of the beast, and that's how that works. There are plenty of more than adequate people who could take care of that. Absolutely. Just step up, guys. See what and you got. And so speaking of a more than adequate community, let me get into our scouting report. Because All right. I've got some pretty good ones this week. So first, Sneakery is a player who had posted into one of the channels. I believe it was the NFT art channel or one of the others was just excited about an NFT they had received. And um, I could tell they were very new in this space. And so a conversation ensued there and it eventually moved to my DM where it continued. And I got the opportunity to introduce them to uh, like Atomic Hub and um, the game Our Planet and the game yeah. Alien Worlds and really all the other things that I'm doing when I'm not playing Upland. Uh, you know, I have um, pretty significant portfolios and holdings and some other NFT games as well. And, um, have been with them from, I guess what you could call the beginning. And, uh, some of them, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited about, like, for example, you know, today was the, our planet pack drop that, okay. uh, um, I got the opportunity to help, uh, multiple new players, you know, learn about and, uh, taught them the difference in my opinion, between using a wax wallet and using anchor from gray yeah, mass right. and, and how it will help you be faster so that you don't miss the drops when they happen. And I had a couple, I actually had a couple of players reach out to me on that. So I think that at some point I'm going to start to build some tutorial videos because it's, we're getting a lot of new non crypto, non NFT players coming into discord in the, upland community and it's really it's really great that they educate and, and broaden their scope and in, in what upland really is about which is nfts right that's you know i right. heard i heard today somebody's telling me that that they're talking about nfts on like major mainstream news channels now and it just blows my mind getting crazy it's gonna go big time any it's, day yeah and so sneakery and i had uh yeah we just we had a, a a really good um dialogue back and forth about that and uh then also uh player gray wolf gray wolf the shadow in discord and 
I couldn't believe a new player was able to get the name Gray Wolf, just Gray Wolf, G-R-E-Y-W-O-L, in, in, in Upland. Like, that blows my mind that nobody... I'll tell you why. It's because <laughs> the one that was taken already was done in a different language. Right. They had Grauwulf already. Yeah. So good for them. And, uh, yeah, they, they reached out in the same manner, I, I think about the same post, to, to tell you the truth. And, um, yeah, we I have some new, exciting and ambitious new players out in the community who um, are here for Upland because they heard about it from, you know, whoever a friend and are learning about NFTs. And I, and I think it's great. And any, any knowledge and experience and, and tips that I might be able to help them with um, always more than happy to do so. Yeah. And then our, my third one is another wolf cryo wolf, we got a whole pack here, huh? <laughs> yeah. So Cryo Wolf, if I'm not mistaken, came to me from Chuck76, who was one of our, I hope I'm not mixing this up. I don't think I am. But uh, Chuck76 was one of our scouting report uh, players weeks back. And um, Cryo Wolf just, I guess, just reached out because he said, oh, my friend, Chuck 76 said you were a cool guy to talk to or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, so yes, you are. I'm st- <laughs> that's, that's not the moral of the story. Oh, okay. Um, what, uh, so while we get to talking and I, of course, ask what their in game, you know, username is. Cause I always go want to go look to see what, where you're at in the game. Like what's your net worth? How many properties do you have? Where are they at? Can you sell yeah, properties? Right. Are you an uplander yet? And they weren't. And I haven't had the opportunity yet to push a Brooklyn visitor to Uplander. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm so used to doing it in Fresno. Right. And that being the only place. And it was just pretty cool that I was able to reach out to, um, you know, a network of, of veteran players that I have in my DMs. And we pushed them to Uplander and, like, 30 minutes tops. I think it was Dang. less than that. And it, we moved deal. like 2,500 upics, I think in, in, in minutes. And so, uh, nice. Yeah, man. And, uh, do you have anybody this week? Yeah, that's uh, you know, I've been letting you have all this fun for a while, but I've with the, the big influx of players coming in, I've had people reaching out to me directly too. So I had a player a few weeks ago that made an offer on one of my properties in Manhattan and, I looked at it and it was probably the cheapest property in Lower East Side that you could have ever minted, tiny little thing. But I, I went out to it as a jumping off point and minted it and then you know was able to go from there. Well, anyway, they put an offer on it that was less than the value of any mintable property in Lower East Side still. So I just I was like, yeah, nah, I, never mind, I'm going to ignore this. So about a week later or so, I get an offer on the same property by the same player. And I'm looking at it, I was like, that's, that's a bit more generous. So I took a look at the property and I looked at the rest of the block. I don't know what drove me to do that, but like, holy cow, this guy used my property as a jumping point and he bought the entire rest of the block and I'm the only holdout in the whole block. Nice. Yeah, I got to let this guy have the whole block. So I accepted his second offer on it and I found him on Discord and reached out and says, hey, congratulations on owning a full block now. So We've had some back and forth and uh, he, 
he went pretty big in Brooklyn as well. He he showed me how much I don't want to give away his what he shared with me in DM, but <clears throat> he showed me his holdings in a specific neighborhood in Brooklyn, and it's intense. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so this is Bookum Dano. I don't know if he's a police officer, if he just likes those old cop shows, but that's Bookum Dano uh, is that, from Hawaii Five O or is that that sounds right? Yeah. So he's he's looking to be uh, named as mayor of this neighborhood in Brooklyn, unofficial mayor. And I had to think, well, what does it take to own that much of a neighborhood, even in a cheap city like Brooklyn, cheaper city? Well, he's got a net worth of sixteen point three million in game. He's a pretty cow. quick executive wow. with four hundred and sixty one properties total. Uh, so he's got some pretty yeah. big baller properties in there as well to have that big of a net worth with that many small, cheap Brooklyn properties. So good for you, Bookham Dano. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. And yeah, I think that more than qualifies. I I wrote a uh, Publish OX article that mentioned that, you know, that tradition and and little in-game unofficial thing that we do where you just have the neighborhood backers and unofficial mayors and such. And uh, that's pretty awesome. He's looking for that. Yeah, I nominate Bookham Dano, Brighton Beach Mayor. I second it. Let's put it for vote. <laughs> All in favor? Yeah. I heard you guys out there. Aye. Okay. And nobody opposed. It's official. It's official. Awesome. So what else do you have for our listeners tonight, B-Dag? I don't think I have a whole lot more. I'm just good luck with those collections, y'all. I hope you bought well and you speculated, and I fully expect MG, who did smashing on the first round of collections to come out with at least six this time. Yeah, I would think so as well. And uh, I can't wait for our next show to wrap up and uh, wrap up all of our predictions and see who's right about what. And hopefully neither one of us will have to pay any penalties for being wrong on uh, yours was Houston again, right? No, I, I, what's Houston? I mentioned Houston, but my my gotta have it. There's no way it could fail as Park Ave. Oh, that's right. That's kind of a gimme. Okay, but yeah. but all the same. This down so I don't forget it again. All I'm right. Sure well, the I hope next. Remind us. Yeah, next weekend we will be wrapping up what happened in collection land. So, um, all right. Well, thank you very much, guys, and I'm gonna send it back to you. Too stupid. All right. Thank you guys so much for putting that together this week. As always, you guys do a killer job. Excellent show. Uh, also, don't forget, Little Italy is going to be spot. Well, don't forget. Here's the announcement, uh, and you'll see more coming up from T. Davis. Um, we just had the tournament selection for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, and that starts this coming Friday, March 19th. Uh, Little Italy will be hosting a traditional bracket-style tournament online. And to gauge the interest in this, uh, he's created a questionnaire via Google form, and he'll have that posted for everybody to fill out. Brackets are always fun, especially when you have your girlfriend or wife or partner do it, and they're not a sports fan, and they pick the teams based on the mascot they like or the colors of the team or just the name of the school or what they think of the school, and those are the players that always win it. So... That's always an exciting time. Make sure you look for that form. Sign up for it. Also, make sure you listen to 50 episodes and finally a good one. Uh, Yes, that's correct. This was episode 51. 
the one that thanked me later myself did last week was episode 50. We got a lot of stuff to give away. Not that many people have entered. And the top prize is an NBA Top Shot moment valued at over $100. So make sure you tune into the episode, answer the questions so you can get into this entry. We got NFTs to give away, Top Shot to give away, T-shirts to give away, and even properties to give away. So make sure you enter. If not, somebody's going to be lucky and take it all home. And I don't think we want that. We're a big, huge sharing community. As always, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're on Apple, please rate it and leave us a review. Share. Tell your friends about us. Absolutely. This is an exciting time. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you this Thursday night, too, as we continue to march closer to the Blockchain Heroes Upland release. And we'll provide you uh, what we've seen so far from the crazy collection announcements. And we'll dive more into uh, some property strategies. Look forward to talking to everyone soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Offland.